drone tech, data, AI. Innovation continues to shape and define our future, giving rise to a new breed of startups, gadgets and gizmos, changing the way we view education in its traditional form and how we live, work and consume. Welcome to The Realist Futurist, a podcast about exploring the trends in tech, gear, the changing global landscape, and a wide variety of subjects that are all things future. I am your host, Ali Satchu. Join me as we journey together, exploring what this fascinating future holds for our lifetime and beyond. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The future starts now. In this episode, we will cover the rest of the hardware rumors beyond the Apple Watch Series 6 that I covered in Part 1. To listen to my coverage on the Apple Watch and rumors of a potential fitness-based subscription service coming this fall, check out the previous episode. First up on this episode is the iPhone 12, the most anticipated phone for 2020 for most Apple fans. The reason why I say that is because we've seen major updates coming to the iOS 14 platform and although for the most part it's going to be backward compatible, the newer iPhones always have some trick up their sleeve to get us to upgrade. Let's get right into those rumors for the iPhone this year. The major update is expected to come on the design front. The current models have had the same design for about 3 years since the introduction of the iPhone X. And typically, Apple will do design refreshes in 3 year cycles. So what is this design update? The leaks are pointing to a similar design to the last two iterations of the iPad Pro design, which have the squared off edges versus the curved ones on the iPhones today. I own the 2018 iPad Pro model, and honestly, I quite like the squared off edges when I compare it to my iPhone 11 Pro. As much as I like this design, there are also confirmations that the top notch on the iPhones are not going anywhere anytime soon. We expect the phones to come in three sizes, a 5.4 inch model, a 6.1 inch model, and a max version coming in at a large 6.7 inches. The larger screen model with the max naming should come with a bigger battery and potentially a few additional spec bumps to warrant the higher price point. In addition to those screen sizes, there is almost always a camera tech improvement with every iteration and this should be no different. We expect to see a single rear camera on the entry-level models with two and three cameras as we move up to the pro-level phones. Now it's not just newer cameras with better optics, we're also expecting significant improvements to the camera tech, especially when it comes to video features. 
Rumors have pointed at 4K at 120 frames per second, as well as potentially 4K at 240 frames per second for the slow-mo feature. This is certainly going to rival some mirrorless and full-frame DSLRs, minus the dynamic range of course. Now unlike larger sensor cameras, the iPhones cannot compete when it comes to low-light situations. We have seen though that the AI and software computations with improved optics and image stabilization features are certainly bridging that gap, allowing everyday enthusiasts to get more than what we desire from our phones today. Actually, maybe we do desire a lot more from our phones today, but honestly, the camera tech is one of the fastest growing segment year over year when it comes to smartphone wars. In addition to this camera update, there's also been talk of LiDAR technology coming to iPhone 12s, similar to what we saw in the last iteration of iPad Pro models. They should offer improved augmented reality features along with potential improvements to photography and videography for faster and low-light focusing. And in Apple's typical fashion, beyond the camera upgrades, we should see the introduction of 5G, improved Wi-Fi chips, Bluetooth updates, and all in all, a spec bump with the new A14 processor. So that's what we're expecting on the iPhone front. Next up is Mac computers. Apple's Q3 MacBook sales were up 20% compared to last year, and that's been fueling this crazy rally in the stock market, making Apple now the first company to surpass that 2 trillion valuation. This was definitely helped by the stay-at-home economy with the surge in MacBook sales. Now when it comes to MacBooks, be them Pros or the Airs, even just the MacBook lineup, I'm very excited to see where Apple takes this future of computing. The MacBook line is reportedly being rumored for a return with a much more efficient battery life, some claiming up to 15 to 20 hours with one full charge. At WWDC, Apple finally announced that they were ready to start implementing their own silicon into their computers, similar to the iPad and iPhones. These chips run a lot cooler and have incredible performance. I remember my iPad Pro 2018 had faster speeds than the previous generation MacBook Pro 15-inch models. Editing multiple 4K streams on the iPad? Sure, no problem. This type of vertical integration makes a lot of sense for Apple as it eliminates that need to wait for someone like Intel and their release dates. The exciting part here is that this silicon will probably end up in that return of the MacBook 12-inch models and I can't wait to see how they implement this efficiency and portability with those new chips. Now there's also been some rumors that Apple could be bringing 120Hz refresh rates similar to the iPads on the MacBooks, but what I wonder is if maybe, just maybe, Apple will bring us Apple Pencil support on the MacBooks. The whole idea of using your iPad as an extension of your Mac with Sidecar and having the option to use Apple Pencil that way is just not the seamless experience that I crave. Come on Apple, give us native Apple Pencil support at least sometime in 2021. While I'm at it, here's another question for you, dear Apple. Why haven't we seen SIM trays to allow for a complete wireless experience with LTE or 5Gs? Is that a stretch? I mean, my dream machine, completely wireless. No cables, no need to be stuck near a Wi-Fi router. Real freedom. It doesn't seem that far-fetched, but you know what? I can dream, so let's see what Apple brings out over the next year or so. But I don't think that this tech is ready for us, although I think it makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk about the iPads. There's been a lot of mixed messaging when it comes to the leaks for the iPads. To me, it does make sense that Apple would refresh the iPad Airs and the iPad Mini. 
both devices are in dire need of spec upgrades, and perhaps this is that opportunity to align the design language alongside the Pros and the new iPhones as well. We could see a 10.8-inch iPad Air and perhaps an 8-inch iPad Mini with no bezels, possibly a removed home button. And rumors have also pointed to the fingerprint authentication moving to the power button. I think this is a really good design choice because it will eliminate that eyesore at the bottom of the iPad with the large home button. The iPad Pros look really nice with slim bezels, using Face ID, and no home button. One other thing that's always bothered me is the use of the lightning port. Now with the iPad Pros we got the USB-C's and I think it's time for Apple to bring USB-C not just to their iPhones but also to the rest of the lineup of the iPads. I'd welcome that change, one less cable I have to walk around with. Of course, along with these updates, we should expect to see a spec bump, improved speeds, larger base model storage, and perhaps 5G and better Wi-Fi chipset. That's iPads for now. Now let's jump on to the Apple TV rumors. I'm a newish owner of the 4K Apple TV, and I quite like it, but from what I hear, we could see an improved processor moving on from the current generation to perhaps an A12 or even an A13 chipset. I don't know if the Apple TV box really needs the A14 chip, and it's probably not getting it to keep the cost low, so my guess is Apple's only going to go as far as A13. With this processor upgrade, we should expect better gaming experiences with the arcade service that was recently announced, and of course better online play connectivity. Speaking of connectivity, we should potentially expect better Wi-Fi chipsets to improve the online gaming experience. Now there's a lot of folks who hate the current Apple remote, and quite frankly, it's not been a bother for me, but this could be Apple's opportunity to have a newer remote. Perhaps one that could be a better gaming controller as well, and customers can buy the Apple GamePad instead of a Microsoft, Sony, or a third-party controller. These seem like a significant upgrade for the Apple TV box, which has traditionally been neglected. However, with their rumored fitness service, we could see even more focus on the Apple TV box for fitness and gaming. You gotta agree with me, Apple has really got it down. Once you're in the ecosystem, it's really hard to move out, unless you're really brave and are willing to put significant time investments to move everything over. I've thought about it when it comes to different phones, but if I'm being honest, the iPad and Apple Watch have really kept me loyal to the Apple ecosystem. Now, as promised, we are going to look at the One More Thing announcement, and Apple has a tradition to have a One More Thing announcement towards the end of their keynotes, usually to wow the audience, and I think this could be any number of things. There's been a few leaks that I'm not quite sure about, but if I was going to categorize them, I would imagine that they would fall under this category, the one more thing. So let's jump on to these potential announcements as well. First up is AirTags, and these have been floating around for over a year now. These are little tags that you can attach to your belongings, such as your purse, your backpack, maybe your bike, whatever you think you might need to find. What they do is they use low-frequency Bluetooth signals to help you locate your items. A similar technology from the company Tile has been around for quite a few years now. I think this could be a very good addition for someone like Apple because they could easily scale this up with their current customer base. If they tied this to their Find My app to locate not only your Apple products such as your phones and your iPads, but anything else that you deem worthy with an Apple AirTag. So are AirTags going to be that one more thing? We're just going to have to wait and find out. Next up is the very popular AirPods, or in this case, AirPods Studio. At DubDub this year, Apple announced that it was bringing spatial audio to the AirPods Pro. 
What this spatial audio can do is essentially as you turn your head, either one or both of your AirPods adjust the sound experience based on your movement. I don't think we will see new AirPods because with the announcement, they did say that it was coming to the AirPods Pro. However, quite possibly we could see a studio version of AirPods this year. These would be an over-the-ear design to compete with the likes of Bose's 700s or QC35 or the Sony 1000 Mark IVs. We'll just have to wait and see. The final one more thing that we could see that I think is potentially a stretch, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Could we see the introduction of Apple Glasses? Hmm, this one's a bit of a stretch, but honestly, we've been proven wrong before and Apple has come out guns blazing, so who knows? I can imagine a pretty good application for Apple Glasses if they're actually something that are going to look good on our faces. The one focus will certainly be around the large screen entertainment with uh, any flat surface. But more interesting to me would be features such as perhaps traffic monitoring, essentially making any vehicle a smart vehicle maybe even for a cyclist, uh, or even to aid pedestrians with warnings avoiding accidents. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Perhaps it might just be directions to your favorite restaurant, who knows. Either way, the use case scenario is exciting, but I really don't think we're there yet. I do think though that Apple is working on this tech, and never say never because you just don't know. So that's all I have for you today on part two of the Apple Rumors series. Don't forget to subscribe and keep coming back for more. I'm on Instagram at The Realist Futurist on Facebook as The Realist Futurist, and check out the show notes or the website at therealistfuturist.com for affiliate links. Thank you for using the links and your support. Consider leaving a review because I'd love to hear from you. This is your host, Ali Satchu, signing out.